We are continuing our sermon series on spiritual training for the purpose of godliness. And while we may resist spiritual training, uh, spiritual discipline, as just one more calendar challenge, there is life and stability as we grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. That is a very good thing. From the discipline of Sabbath rest, which is where Pastor David had us last Sunday, we move to another discipline of maturing in Jesus Christ, Christ's peace in His Word. Now, as we read these three verses this morning, please note that each verse includes a call to be thankful. We are to be a thankful people. We worship with thanksgiving and we serve giving thanks to God the Father through Him. So please now hear the reading of Holy Scripture. This is Colossians chapter 3, verses 15 to 17. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another with all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to You in need of Your grace to help us to understand the depths and wonders of Your love as revealed to us in Scripture. We come to hear Your voice and to learn how to be conformed to the image of Your Son. So please speak to us through Your Word, by the power of Your Holy Spirit. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen. You know, when I imagine Christ's peace and His Word, we as Christians of all people ought to be the most thankful people in the world. After all, we know Christ. We have a living relationship with the living Son of God. What could be more wonderful? We have received all of the benefits that come with knowing our Savior. And as the Lord's Supper reminds us, we have received forgiveness through Him. Every sin that we have ever committed has been forgiven. Our record has been wiped clean. We are the recipients of God's amazing grace. To add to our thanksgiving, God blesses us in so many ways every day. He gives us everything we need for life and for godliness. He has blessed us physically, financially, emotionally, and spiritually. He has blessed us with family and friends, employment, and a thousand other things. And through our union with Him, He has brought us into relationship with our brothers and sisters for all of eternity. He has brought us into His body, and it is within the body of Christ that we enjoy communion with Him as He fills us with His Spirit. He transforms us into the image of His Son, and the Lord causes us to serve Him with proper motivation and strength. So today we embrace Christ's Peace in His Word with thanksgiving and praise. Yet, and it's a big yet. Living the peace of Christ ruling and His Word dwelling presents a challenge. There's a story of a man that would come to worship and make a big production by standing up and saying each week in prayer, Fill me, Jesus. Fill me, Jesus. 
Now, that sounds good. And I pray that all of us would be praying for Jesus to fill us. But then this man would go out during the week. He would be selfish and greedy. He would go out into this world and be a, excuse my language, a jerk, especially to his wife. Then he would come back to church the next week and pray again, fill me, Jesus, fill me, Jesus. And his wife, who saw and experienced this past pattern week after week, grew a little bit tired. So one Sunday, as he began his little routine, fill me, Jesus, fill me, Jesus, she stood up and yelled, don't fill him, Jesus, he leaks. <laughs> Friends, here's the problem. When it comes to living the peace of Christ and having his word dwell, Sometimes you leak. Yes, sometimes I leak. You may walk out of the church today with a strong and sincere desire to obey God. You may have genuine sorrow over your sin. You may have a strong desire to maintain commitment to Christ, to really trust Him day by day. But sometimes it's true that those resolves tend to leak out of our lives. So we embrace spiritual training like Sabbath rest and Christ's peace ruling in His Word dwelling to grow in His grace and knowledge. We practice the spiritual disciplines to avoid leaking throughout the week. We need spiritual training to fill us and keep us moving. There is growth. There is health. There is vitality as we grow in Christ. And so today we have this amazing invitation to let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts? Anybody here, do you want that? Living out Christ's peace in His Word, what a wonderful invitation and call for God's people. There is a saturation here in the peace of Christ. There's an anchor in His Word. But there's also a proper understanding of giving as we glorify the name of the Lord. But let's start with our first point. The peace of Christ ruling. We see this in verse 15. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace. Now the Bible speaks of various kinds of peace. There is peace first and foremost with God. Peace with God is a result of the atoning work of Christ on the cross. When Jesus Christ died on the cross by paying the penalty for our sin, He restored our relationship with God forevermore. And before that, our lives were in direct conflict with God. Our sin had separated us from God, but through Christ's death, we have been put right with God. The conflict has ended. The war is over as we repent of our sin and trust Jesus Christ for our salvation. Yes, there is faith. And yet because we have made this peace with God, we can now experience the peace of God in Christ. This peace of Christ is a fruit of the Spirit. It is the outgrowth of Christ's presence in our lives. This is the kind of peace that transcends the circumstances of life. There is a settled assurance that because of God's power and care, this world may be a perfectly safe place for me to live. We are told to let the Christ or the peace of Christ rule in our hearts. Now, this 
word rule means that Scripture acts as arbiter. An alternate translation is that the peace of Christ acts as an umpire. So the peace of Christ regulates our lives in terms of our relationships with God and with one another and even within ourselves. For with God there is forgiveness, acceptance, the adoption of His children. With each other we are brothers and sisters in Christ and we live in harmony. And even within ourselves, the peace of Christ allows us to become content. Now, God uses his peace to guide us in one sense. The presence of his peace in our lives indicates that we are traveling in the right direction. When we make the wrong turn, we experience the loss of his peace. This is a sign that something is wrong. We need to stop what we are doing and see if we can get back on track. And yet God uses Christ's peace to harmonize us with Him and with His body, the church. We see here in our verses that as members of one body, you are all called to peace. You know, for healthy relationships to thrive, we dwell with one another in the peace of the Lord. Because God desires that we come together in Christian community, peace is essential. In fact, that's why we hear this call in Ephesians chapter 4 to make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. And so there is a question that sometimes I ask of myself, but you may ask of yourselves. How would this peace of Christ Look in my life. What would our lives reflect if the peace of Christ ruled our hearts? Why is the peace of Christ so important? Well, I want to give you just a few things. For me personally, and perhaps you're with me in some of these things, my anxiety would go way down if the peace of Christ ruled in my life. I would live with a settled trust that my son's future is safe in Christ's hands. I would rest in my weaknesses because I know that in my weakness, He is my strength. I would be less hurried. Although busy, there would be an inner sense of calm and poise that comes from knowing and living in the power and in the presence of God Almighty. I would bask in God's forgiveness if the peace of Christ ruled in my heart. I would live in the confidence and the assurance that I am loved by God and that I am safe in His care and nothing will ever separate me from His love. Now for me relationally, my relational world would be a little different since as members of one body, we are called to peace. I would be able to place my worries off to the side in the Lord's hands and really focus on the needs of the people around me. I would be more careful to say what is truly edifying to the people around me by building my brothers and sisters up as they grow in Jesus Christ because my soul would be at peace. Now, a person in whom the peace of Christ rules would be like an oasis of life and refreshment in a sea of great turbulence for the people that are around us. Yes, living the peace of Christ would mean much to you and to me individually, relationally, corporately as we enjoy the communion of saints in the body of Christ. And here, Paul is very practical. For Christ's peace ruling 
He's affirming that we are not in this journey alone and we do not experience His peace in a vacuum. We learn of this peace from God's Word. And this brings us to our second point. The Word of Christ dwelling. Let the Word of Christ Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom and as you sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. Relationally, we anchor ourselves in God's Word and we allow His Word to help us to erupt into singing with grateful hearts. You know, as Christians here at Rivermont EPC, we have a long history of embracing the Word of God as God breathed. It's authoritative. It's all-sufficient. We get that from 2 Timothy 3.16 and from Psalm 19. From generation to generation, we have been and still are committed to walk with Jesus Christ as a people of His Word in our worship and in our discipleship and in our mission. Scripture gives knowledge of Christ's person and His will and helps conform us to the image of the Son. So no wonder God calls you and He calls me to let the Word of Christ dwell in us richly. You allow His Word to take up residence within. You are allowing that residence to have influence and stability. There is the ability to be about the renewing of lives through God's compelling love in Lynchburg and the world. Now this assumes something very pragmatic, doesn't it? Christ's Word dwelling assumes that we know His Word in the first place. This may be a dubious assumption, especially in our day, for we live in a day when more people have access to the Bible than ever before in history, but having access does not mean that the Word resides in the heart. Having a Bible on your bookshelf or bedside table does not mean that you have any of it in your mind and heart. We need more than a casual acquaintance with the Bible. For Christ's Word dwelling in us richly means that the Bible becomes part of our very being, transforming the way we think and feel and act. And here, in order for us to anchor ourselves in God's Word, we must begin to deal with it consistently on several levels. First, we must read it. You know, everyone should have a daily time of reading God's Word. Secondly, we need to study it. We need to dig a little bit bigger and use whatever tools we can find and to enjoy this corporately in Sunday school classes and in life groups in our homes. Further, this is number three, it's good to meditate about what God is saying to us through that Word. We must spend some quality time thinking about how to apply the truth of God's Word to our lives. And meditation is our topic of discipline. Next Lord's Day, Pastor Weber will be leading us in the meditation of the Word of God. We also need to spend some time memorizing the Word of God. And as we commit passages to memory, we'll find that they will begin to fill our minds and help us in daily pursuits. And finally, this is lastly of this part, very importantly, we need to step out in faith and obey God's Word. We need to put it into practice in our lives. Now, here I want us to be just very, very practical 
We start with a simple diet day by day if you're not there yet. Pastor Mike will have an invitation to join the pastors as we walk through First and Second Timothy this fall from the insert in the bulletin. But also you might want to choose just one scripture to receive as a gift of love given to you by God for a very specific life occasion. Now, perhaps you've heard of life verses. They're really good. But I want to suggest that we embrace occasion verses. Occasion verses are verses that dwell in my heart, that influence me and give me peace based on a certain specific situation of life. Here are a few examples. When I feel anxious, Philippians 4, verses 4 to 7, those verses exert some influence because they dwell within. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all for the Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And you see what happens? The peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Dwelling in my heart is reigning my affections. When I've made plans, though, here's a second example, yet need to trust God with the outcome. Proverbs 16, 9, it gives me great comfort that God is in control. Just one verse. The heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. Another example. When I've been concerned about finances, Philippians 4.19 gives me great assurance. Do you remember that one verse? My God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Now, when Elka, my wife, when we long to support our Son Daniel, a senior in high school regarding his future. Jeremiah 29, verses 11 to 13. All those verses become appropriately assertive. Here's what I'm forced to face. From God Himself. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. The idea of occasion verses for me and maybe for you is that we live in these verses day by day. We let the word of God dwell richly within us. And as we dwell on these, we will see how God will bless us with peace and clarity and direction. It's amazing because it's biblical. In the blessing of community, Christ word dwelling assumes that there will be community encouragement. For as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom, we see that the Word of God is never meant to be lived in isolation from one another. For some are teachers and the rest of us are learners. But notice one last part of this idea of Christ's Word dwelling is that there's this joy of an outcome of an overflow of corporate worship and singing. Now, this may be a little surprising, but as God's people, as we allow the word of Christ to dwell within our hearts, we sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in our hearts to God. You see, there are times when worship and singing will drive you to the peace of Christ ruling in your heart with the word of God dwelling in your being where nothing else will. 
So we sing the Psalms. So many of the Psalms written by David, they were meant to be sung. Second, we sing hymns, which are expressions of faith and praise to our God. And we know to sing the hymns with great joy here at Rivermont. And then we sing spiritual songs. They are testimonies of what God has done in our lives. And what is key here in our worship and singing, our expressions are meant to be an expression of thankful hearts unto the Lord. There's a parallel passage that we find in Ephesians 5. Beginning in verse 18, Paul writes, Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Could it be that being filled with God's Word means that we will also be filled with God's Spirit? That it really impacts our corporate expression and worship and in song? Could be. So don't leak. Be filled. And as we move to our final point here this morning, see the order. We saturate ourselves in the peace of Christ. We anchor ourselves in the Word of God, allowing grateful hearts to overflow in singing. And then we are to give ourselves, our lives, to the name of Christ. So whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Now this all covers everything. Nothing is untouched. Everything we do and everything we say should be done according to the character of Jesus Christ and His will. It means that in all that we think and say and feel and do, We reflect Jesus Christ. We live our lives in light of the one whom we represent. So what we do should bring praise to his name. What we say should reflect his nature and character, words of love and truth discovered as the word of God dwells richly within us. And what we think and feel, including the attitudes of thanksgiving and praise, they overflow from hearts where Christ's peace rules and His Word richly dwells. You know, in the body of Christ, we build one another up until we all reach maturity with Christ as our head. In mission, in Lynchburg and to the world, our attitudes, our words and our deeds Speak volumes to people. Well, what do they speak? Well, prayerfully, when we have Christ's peace ruling and His Word dwelling with thankful hearts, they speak of the mercy and the grace and the love, the forgiveness and the goodness of our God. May others hear our words and see our love as evidence of Christ's existence to the glory of His name. May others be encouraged to seek the God we serve to the glory of His name. And remember, dear family, there's power in the name of Jesus. For at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that He is Lord. At the name of Jesus, 
demons tremble. There is no other name under heaven and earth by which we can be saved. There is power. There is grace. There is an open door to heaven through the precious name of our Lord. Oh, dear family of God, with His help, let us embrace our spiritual training. Let us grow and mature in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. Will you please join me in plugging the leaks? Allow Christ's peace to rule with thanksgiving. Allow His Word to dwell to dwell richly, singing with gratitude in our hearts to God. Allow yourself to give, doing all in the name of the Lord, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Rest in the promise of Christ's Word dwelling. For He is our Prince of Peace. He will keep in perfect peace Him whose mind is steadfast as we trust in Him. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, cause us to grow in the image of our Lord Jesus Christ as individuals, as also the body of Christ in communion with Him and with one another. By His grace, give us Your unity and Your love as we set about living the peace of Christ ruling and His Word dwelling all for the glory of His name. For it is in His name, Christ's name we pray. Amen.